What's up, guys, and welcome back to Beyond the Void Horror Podcast. That's right, we're back with a brand new episode, episode 110. We're actually going to be talking about two more Howling movies from the franchise, part five, The Rebirth, and... Howling Six Freaks. The Freaks. freaks. Yeah. (laughs) That's all good. The Freaks. The Freaks. (laughs) I was like, freaks, fuck Yeah, the. they got freaky as shit, yeah. I wish that's what they did. <laughs> yeah. Fucking hilarious. Just a bunch of fucking animal porn. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> well, most of the other thinking, ones were kind of like that. Yeah, I, mean, I was just thinking like the howling from the hood or something. Oh, like, that's what I was thinking when you said that. Damn. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you're going to go with fucking like beast bestiality over there. Oh, I, no, 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 no. I just like watching other animals be happy <laughs> okay no no but there is a lot of people that really get into it so and especially in these movies jesus christ dude but not, these ones are actually pretty tame compared to the other ones but we'll get into that later how have you been though <laughs> i've been good yeah why would yeah. you laugh about what's so funny <laughs> and i'm just nothing you're like <laughs> fuck life <laughs> Ugh, i can't wait till we're done with these movies <laughs> oh you're not Look, a big fan huh? only two more <laughs> you know, i was telling the people at dutch brothers today i was like we're trying to finish up the Howling franchise, and they're like, they made more of those, and I'm like, there's eight of them. <laughs> I think there's more. I think there probably is. I think there's nine total, oh. but I, I don't know like, if the really? other one has. Yeah. And I was like, yes, and we're only on five and six. Be honest, guys. Like, I don't think I've ever made it past the 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 ones we did today, and I don't even think I saw the fifth one. Yeah. I may have, like, on some weird late night Cinemax bullshit, <laughs> but I never fucking watched it, so I don't know. It's- so it's been it's been a task guys and i'm sorry for those of you who are big fans of the franchise i have to ask questions about your life and why you like it so much but i understand i did ace my first midterm though oh you did oh nice fuck yeah me and then i forgot i had a bunch of bio work so i have like homework up the ass for the next like (laughs) three days (laughs) really uh... so i guess i'm glad that we're staying home this weekend because i have much homework to do yeah well that'll catch you up yeah Anyway, I think it might be that time. What time is it? Horse shots! All right, guys. So this week, of course, we mentioned we already talked. We're talking about Howling 5 and 6. The sixth movie is called The Freaks, and it's very circusy and... 
kind of what we chose for this shot. If you haven't seen it, we're really not spoiling that much. But let's just say there's a purple creature in the movie. I won't say what it is, but it's probably one of the most unique versions of this creature that yeah. I've ever seen. And probably might be one of the reasons why some people always note this uh, movie in particular. But the bad guy in this film is purple. <laughs> I don't want to ruin it. I'm trying not to anyway. But He's just purple. So we came up with a, uh, I came up with a pretty interesting idea. I thought it was kind of silly, uh, but we're going to be calling this one a purple prick. So, and the reason why is because he has fangs and he's kind of a dick. He's definitely a dick. Yeah. So the, the purple prick shot, what the fuck is in a purple prick shot? Well, basically you're going to want to use prickly pear vodka. Now this is a little bit difficult to find, but you can order it online. There's a company called Western Sun who does prickly pear vodka so you're gonna add this into a large shot glass a double shot glass so basically like a brandy glass or whatever the fuck you want to call it a double shot one glass. of those thick ones if you can so it's like a double shot glass um you're gonna pour in about three-fourths of a shot into the glass you're gonna fill that in with grape soda the fourth and then you're going to take your hand and put it over the top covering the glass and slam it down on the counter so that it shakes up because you're using grape soda so it fizzes up a little bit. And then you got a cherry backer, but you're not going to do that. You're going to shout, freak, lift a truck, turn it over. <laughs> and then... <laughs> Toy trucks are allowed. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, Tonka truck. And then slam the shot with your hand, basically. You got to slam it down on the counter and then you slam the shot and chase it with a delicious cherry. Did he flip a truck in this movie? Yeah, he did. Oh you didn't God. see that? I don't remember that. Yeah, dude. He fucking flips a fucking truck. I was like, hell yeah. He's like, I am tired of this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay. then he fucking flips the truck, and I was <laughs> like, yes. He was fucking stupid, but also cool. <laughs> it is kind of cool. He was like so dope, but then so lame at the it, same time. Like, it was just weird. We'll definitely really get into it a little bit more when we get into the spoiler section, so you guys are going to want to stick around for that, but... If you would like to try a purple prick, all you got to do is go to longlivethevoid.com and check out our hashtag horror shots section now. Horror shots! That's it for horror shots. All right, guys, so now, of course, it's time for us to dip into some of the most important news that has been around. And, of course, that is always called... The, the fucking news! Here is the fucking news. Brittany wants to share some special news with me. She hasn't told me what the fuck she's talking about, so... <laughs> it's just something stupid that I forgot to mention. We were blabbing about bullshit earlier. Oh, okay. So I saw, like, the one of, like, the greatest fucking Halloween costume, couple costumes, like, ever. Right? Oh. Put it on the internet. What is I've it? ever seen. It's this guy, and he's wearing a t-shirt, and it says, Peter, Peter, and then his girlfriend is, is dressed as a pumpkin. Oh, my God. And I, like, lost my fucking shit. I'm like, that is brilliant. <laughs> And I want that to be my costume this year. <laughs> That's pretty good. I'm going to see if I can convince Mouse to do it. <laughs> after, you, after you lost your shit, did you find it, pick it up with a bag, and then put it in the toilet? Yes. Or? Okay. No, I found it, put picked it up in a bag, and then put it with my dog's shit. Yes, I know. It has to go out to the trash can. Yeah, definitely. Guys, and I know I'm an eight-year-old, so... Yes. <laughs> 
Okay. <laughs> but I found it. That is pretty good, but though. But I was like, holy fucking We've shit. We've never done like, that, me and Christine. I think we did once, maybe. I, I don't remember. I'm oh. really... I, I always choke when it comes to, like, dressing up. And, like, I just want to know... I just wish somebody was, like, blatantly obvious with me and said, hey, you look like this guy, and then I could dress up with that. do it, yeah. Right, because I can't look at myself and go, oh, yeah, you're that fucking piece of shit in that movie. You should dress up like him. Yeah. Well, Mouse always gets that he looks like one of the members from Corn. Oh, a little bit. So he always gets Jonathan Davis or Monkey. Twiggy. Or no, not Twiggy. What's his name? Uh, the Monkey? The one that dreads? Monkey is yeah. the one that, that, that went Christian. Like, oh, yeah. Big time Christian and like yeah. said that they're all about Satan and shit. And then, like, remember that? Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah, pretty sure that's what it was. Like three different members of Corn. No, that's who he gets compared to. <laughs> that. And then when he didn't have Dreads. Are you it was, Jonathan Davis? He, yes. Like for real. I can't remember where the fuck we were recently, but it's like <laughs> someone thought he was Jonathan Davis. It was like they really thought it. And I'm like, he's not wearing a tracksuit. Right, and Jonathan Davis is pretty tall. Like, yeah, well, Mouse is tall. But yeah, but he's not, not like that, that tall. tall. Yeah, he's like Aww. six foot something. Poor like Mouse, he's gonna be sad. Eh, there's nothing wrong with but, that. Yeah, that shit cracks me up. And then before he had dreads, he looked looked kind of like Jack White. Like they looked similar. But in uh, <laughs> in in the real news, uh, we actually have a lot of buzz, obviously, surrounding the Halloween movie coming out right now. And one of the things that stood out to me to talk about is the television series that has been worked on or being written and they were thinking about doing a television series like what no <laughs> like pump the brakes a little cod we need to not do a tv show like it's that's where it all goes to shit like all of them freddy that was a perfect example of when the fucking franchise went to shit is when they started pumping out fucking like you know, fucking television and shit like that. Leave it alone. I mean, ba we're in a better time now for television because they're actually funding it with money now, but because they can tack on more advertising for it, you know, whereas right. a movie, you get like your one shot and that's it. And it costs you. But yeah. with a TV show, they can put $4 million here, that episode on the front and the back. Yeah. Like they could do it all over the place. So it's kind of like pick one. Right. Don't do both. And you've already been like banging out what looks to be this dope ass fucking movie. So just leave it alone. Well, this is what Akkad had to say. He, if you guys don't know who it is, he's the guy that produced this from the get. So Malik Akkad, he actually said uh, recently he still wants to make it happen. He says, you know, it's something we've had for a long time and I definitely want to see it done. Uh, this was an interview that Bloody Disgusting did. Uh, he said, when we started doing it, this was in a development about a decade ago. At the time, I think the thought was, we don't want to cannibalize the theatrical. Let's keep it as the theatrical event movie. If that starts flowing down, we would address TV. Nowadays, we all know TV is pulling out ahead of theatrical in a way that surprised everybody, certainly me. So, uh... He was a little cryptic about what form a tele Halloween television show would take, apparently. And it would certainly involve Michael Myers, naturally. Um, the one, he said, the one we're developing and that I still feel very strongly about, he's involved in it. So that's really all I can say about it now. It wouldn't look anything like your traditional Halloween movie, but he's in there. No. As are a lot of other characters, but used in different and interesting ways. It sounds like a fucking trash and dumpster don't, fire. Don't, don't do it. it. Halloween. Just, yeah, just do something else. Just make up something different. Like, I don't know. Just leave, or leave it alone. There's so much creativity out leave there, the guys. Leave it alone. Yeah, you don't need to do that. Like, you know Jesus. what it is? It's because this movie has gotten so much fucking, like, 
response from like the public. Yeah. That they're like, how oh, wait, how do we milk well, it? And American Horror Story has been doing so well and continues to do well. Right. On TV and that's like regular primetime TV but that's too. More it's of not a, Netflix and shit. So I don't think you know people actually watch that. Right. But Michael Myers isn't the kind of story that d- no. involves like this really entangling story. It's not. It's a it's a fucking very straightforward fucking thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and when you I'm and, amazed uh, they could stretch it out to as many movies. As you can already tell most people don't even like the fact that Laurie Strode was her brother or sister <laughs> but you know what I mean so anyway I don't want to get a harp on it but what do you guys think do you think there should be a television show my personal opinion fuck no, no. maybe do what John Carpenter wanted to do and call well yeah maybe not just call it like Halloween nights or something like that I don't know or just don't touch it right well they're like we got the name so how do we build this fuck it up <laughs> Um, also in the news, we recently heard that Jordan Peele is going to be taking on Candyman, which is very apropos. Oh my God, I saw that. Yeah. And since, uh, Tony Todd's been in the new movie called Hellfest that's, uh, just released, um, there was a question in a chat with Nightmare on Film Street about, you know, is Tony, what does Tony Todd think of a potential remake? And uh, Tony Todd said, I didn't realize the importance at the time about how impactful Candyman was, particularly in the inner cities, which had some of the strongest fan base. He was that African-American representing, you know, us. So I'm honored. If Jordan wants to do it, do it. I know I'd rather have him do it. Someone with intelligence who's going to be thoughtful and dig into the whole racial makeup of who Candyman is and why he existed in the first place. Uh, He said, I know... He'll give homage, and I know that if it gets made, I'll have a plate at the table one way or another. So yeah, probably like a cameo. Yeah, I would. I mean, well, I would. I would think that. Fucking hope so. Yeah, I would think that he's obviously a fan of Candyman. So Jordan Peele, I'm saying. So I I would hope that he'd be in there. But that's cool. It's like it's Mm -hmm. nice to hear that he gave his blessing, and I think he's right. I yeah. At first, I was like, what? Yeah, I know. I the 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 fucking. The title of this, I was like, Jesus Christ, like, is this, like, what is he going to say? No, yeah. Yeah, like, fuck that shit. I better be in that fucking movie. I'm like, no, that's not Tony Todd. No, No, he could probably do a good job. Well, in other news, Hellboy has been pushed back to a later date. It's going to be in 2019, apparently. Director Neil Marshall from The Descent and uh, Dog Soldiers is going to have a much darker than Guillermo del Toro version of this, as you guys might have already heard. Dope. Which is kind of cool. I mean, I do like David Harbour from Stranger Things, so mm-hmm. it could be good. But Lionsgate has decided that uh, it's going to be in theaters on January 11th, 2019. Uh, but they pushed it back to April 12th, 2019. Oh, which is not that far. I mean, it is for people who want to see it. Yeah, I do, but I can wait. I definitely am kind of... On the fence, but, you know, if it's darker and it doesn't have as silly a tone as maybe is like Guillermo, maybe, you know, maybe I'll eat my own words. I don't I care. I loved the, I love both of the Hellboy movies. They're so going to have. I don't care. Yeah, they're going to have Mila Jovovich in it. Stop. I'm sold. Uh, <laughs> I love as her. She's going to be the uh, Nemo, the film's villain. Ian McShane is Professor Broom. <gasps> It says that the news story sees the heroes squaring off against medieval sorcerers who seeks to destroy humankind. I fucking love Ian McShane. Yeah? You big fan? Oh, God, yes. (laughs) I love him so much. I 
I know there's a lot of Mila Jovovich fans. I'm I like not, her I'm not too. against her. I love that she plays a really strong uh, female role, and she's really good in it. But I also feel like she's she kind of like should have gotten off that Resident Evil train long time ago. Yeah. Like I don't even know how those movies continue to get made. <laughs> I don't know either. I mean, I guess they just made a lot of money, but I don't know. Like they like it's almost like they progressed and got a little bit better once it got to like the second or like the third installment or whatever to me, and then they got terrible again. I watched them all, but, but... when I because I I, don't, I watched them all out of order when I eventually like got into watching all of them, and I don't I don't know. But I still like that franchise. It's just like the early movies in it are better. But I like yeah. her. And, but I like her in a lot of other shit, not the Resident Evil movies. Well, so. I think she could do a good role in it, though. Makes sense. Yeah, well, uh, Ian McShane's in it, so I don't give a flying fuck who <laughs> else is in this movie. So I'm going to see it. He's so fucking dope. Oh, he's a good actor, and he's just a sexy old man. <laughs> <sighs> You're freaking me out. Fuck. <laughs> I love him. You know this, because every time we talk about anything that he's in or a part of, I'm like, yeah. It's great. <laughs> well, in other news, guys, if you guys are fans of Happy Death Day, well, we know that there's going to be a sequel, and they've announced that Happy Death Day, the number two, you, <laughs> uh, which is a clever sequel, but what are they going to do for the third one? You know what I mean? I don't know. Hopefully they just won't make one. Yeah. <laughs> I'll bet you that they will. They, I'm sure. But it's basically going to be coming out on Valentine's Day, February 14th, 2019. So... Fuck, that's fast. Right. I, I thought so, too. But they've been working on it for a little while. So I remember reporting on them doing a sequel they when the movie came out. Started remember? Started it before the... Wow. I, mean, right. I think it was like two weeks after the movie came out. They were like, yeah, we're going to make a sequel. Fuck it. Well, I had enough money, apparently. So... Well, they didn't spend much on it to make it. Yeah. So, you know... Well, good on them. We'll see. But the, the, the sequel, the way he described it, uh, Roth detailed... He said the sequel, the way he described it to me, elevates the movie from being a horror movie. And I wouldn't even say it's just a horror movie because it's a horror comedy, rom-com drama into a back to the future type of genre film where the sequel joins us right where you left, we left off. It explains a lot of things in the first one that didn't get explained and it elevates everything. So hmm. I actually kind of enjoyed the movie. I know there's a lot of people that don't like the movies that are coming out of that production company, but I really, I thought it was a fun movie. It's a little bit of younger comedy, but yeah, I, I just, like Groundhog Day. I've always loved the concept, so. I wonder if it's just that, like, whole, cro like, the gen genre crossover type thing that a lot of people just don't resonate with. Right. In other news, in sad, what the fuck is wrong with everybody, and the darker side of remakes news, is James Wan on board? to produce a remake of 2016's Train to Busan. Why? Right. Why? I know. I don't understand this. Like, the first thing that pops in my head is, well, what is it? Because people don't like to read subtitles? That's exactly what it There's is. There's completely enriched characters in this movie is pretty much why this did so well. It's not just the concept. It's the characters. It's the direction. It's the writing. Exactly. You don't need to try to mimic it when it came out just a couple of fucking years ago. Yeah, I, don't, I just don't. I don't. I don't oh, well, it's it. not in English, so it's not as good as it should be. This okay. is like cord for me all over again open up your fucking mind america sit down and read a fucking subtitle well it's either that or lazy fuckers I, well it's i don't know if it's a hundred percent that reason it's just them trying to cash in on money are also but i also feel like there are people that haven't seen it because it doesn't there's so many people that will not watch movies that have subtitles right it's like well i don't want to get tired when i'm watching a movie well it's like well you're not really paying attention then yeah it's just stupid 
Like, I love subtitled movies because I have to pay attention. I will fairly admit, though, like, sometimes you do miss the subtle nuances in someone's acting because you are reading it. So it's not unheard of to think, well, I don't want to miss out on that and it's distracting. Right. Yeah, I get that aspect of it, but I don't know. It doesn't really bother me. So Deadline reported on this, said James Wan will be producing the remake with Gary Doberman, the It and the Nun, writing the script. The site details, I'm hearing that five bidders are circling or have made bids, and that's the rights package will sell this week for a seven-figure sum. New Line Universal, which has just stepped out, Paramount, Lionsgate, and Screen Gems are all in the mix. So, uh, I don't know. What do you guys probably going to get it. What do you guys think about this? Should we just punch them in the face and tell them to stop doing things? Yes. It's like, dude, like, I mean, that's that's the darker side of remakes to me. Like, I don't really mind remakes like, you know, when it's been a couple decades. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, cool. But when it's two years, dude, you were just cash cowing that motherfucker right there. And maybe it will be good. But, you know, you can't get too mad because the people who own the rights to the movie sold it. So, right. you know, it's well, their choice, just like Record did when they made their movie. You know, I don't, I didn't agree with it. They had to change the name, I guess, but I'm pretty sure they sold the rights to that movie too. So, but, uh, but yeah. Anyway, guys, that's it for the news. All right, guys. So now we're going to go ahead and jump into our flesh. And potatoes of Howling 5, The Rebirth, and Howling 6, The Freaks. Booyah. (laughs) We're going to go ahead and do that, right? Fucking now. Kick it off with the first one in order, number five. So, the first film we're going to talk about today, Howling 5, The Rebirth, which came out in the glorious year of 1989, which is when my best friend was born. Oh. Brief synopsis, a group of strangers visit an ancient Hungarian castle and bring along a werewolf. <laughs> Budapest. Unbeknownst to them, <laughs> I am Budapest. Budapest. <laughs> Uh, this movie was directed by Neil Sundstrom, um, who's known for Inside Out, Dead Easy, and Slash. It was written by Freddie Rowe, who's the actual writer for this, who did Howling 4 and 5. Clive Turner, who did the screenplay and story. He also did Howling 4, 5, and New Moon Rising. Mm-hmm. And Gary Bradner, from the novels, is credited for this as well, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, it stars Phil Davis, who plays Count Istvan. <laughs> Who he's also in Alien 3, Underworld, not the Underworld that you think of, but a 1985 version of a movie called Underworld. Okay. It was in a different <laughs> title. I think it was like French or something, but I don't remember what the actual title is, but it translates in American to Underworld. Right, okay. And I was like, I'm going to have to clarify that. <laughs> uh, also in another movie called Dead Man Running. It also has Victoria Caitlin, who plays Dr. Catherine Peake, who is from Ghoulies, Mutant on the Bounty, Twin Peaks, and Maniac Cop. It also has Elizabeth Shea, who plays Mary Lou. Um, she was in this movie, and she's also credited in six. Two and, other ones, yeah. Yeah, four and six, I think. Well, her character is kind of throughout these series after this right. one. Right. Yeah. Um, 
It also has Ben Cole, who plays David, who is also in Edge of Sanity, Cyber Eden, and Saving Grace. William Shockley, who plays Richard, who is from RoboCop, Showgirls, and Street Asylum. Mark Silverstein, Cyberstein, sorry, who plays Jonathan Lane from Vampires, The Last Stand, and Felon. And the last one that I'm going to talk about is Mary Staven, who plays Anna, who was in Octopussy, A View to Kill, and she was also in Twin Peaks. Why do you get to say that word? I'm just kidding. (laughs) Anytime I have a chance to say Octopussy, I'm saying it. Octopussy. (laughs) I was like, perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Christina hates that word. Oh, I love it. I I don't like the word pussy either, but like... She she told me why. There's a reason. (laughs) I'll tell you afterwards. Okay. Um, What did you think of this movie? Alex um well it's not the best howling franchise movie but it's better than most of the others <laughs> yeah it's still 10 times better than the howling 4 which I pretty much shit on Ugh. other than the the one cool effect that they did in the movie which I thought was really cool this is a, that wasn't even enough to be a saving grace no but I mean it's memorable for that reason mm-hmm. like I will always remember it because of that scene but that's all you need to see yep uh it but this one's got some pretty bad acting in it but uh one specifically which is the richard guy the playboy guy (gasps) who just could not deliver his lines worth shit (laughs) um but you know still this is still better than part four so which is terrible um it's it's you know it's a story going back to 1489 in budapest when a group of people were slain to make sure some werewolf infection didn't escape, including a couple who killed themselves, but suddenly a baby is actually still alive because the mother couldn't do it. That shit was so dramatic. I dude. know. Like, He's just like, what? Our love! <laughs> we died in vain! <laughs> God. I was like, what the fuck am I even watching? At Couldn't this they point? just like fast forwarded through that whole oh, thing? So like annoying. it was way too much. That guy was like, this is my moment. <laughs> anyway, so. It was uh, so dramatic. But, you know, a baby survives and you fast forward 500 fucking years later and they are opening up the castle again. A large typical group of just about every type of profession you can think of are asked to help celebrate the opening for some reason. And, of course, they get picked off one by one. Is it a werewolf? Who's in the killings? Scrappery? (laughs) Scooby Snack? (laughs) It was a werewolf, and it would have gotten away with it, too, if it wasn't for those meddling kids. (laughs) Or just that one guy. I know, right? It's it's a little convoluted, but anyway, hardly any blood and only one good gore scene on display here. Sorry, gore hounds. It's pretty much a werewolf movie for the sake of being a werewolf movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, And sure, they, you know, they show the damn thing and and it doesn't look all that bad when you get to see it, sort of. But to be honest, it never feels like it like kind of turned loose. Most of the people were just killing each other most of the times. Like, yeah, did you notice that killing what was already dead? I mean, I almost feel like they could have done some sort of like werewolf slasher film had the director had some sort of vision for it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it might have been better. I don't know. It would have yeah. been more unique, I guess. Maybe they tried, but I, I don't know. It felt like a, just like a shitty whodunit clue movie without humor, you know, sort of like and instead. But it's not exactly clear why that is until the very end, as they basically use that stereotype that werewolves are not in control of their bestial selves. You know what I mean? Yeah, which is like completely 
and they kind of try to flip you around on that. It's stupid. I don't know why they did that, but like they're like, oh, but was it a vampire? Or I mean, yeah. was it a werewolf? Anyway, and it goes um, to the flip side in the next movie too, which is right? And then they eventually reveal why all the guests are there, and it's just okay. <laughs> we get a few attempts at jump scares and action with a werewolf breaking out of doors and even some snow. Ooh. <laughs> But, uh, you know, it was okay, but it's not exactly amazing. It was all shot on sets for the most part, you know, excluding the very beginning motel scene, the bus ride and stuff. Your typical castle interior shots that feel kind of poorly lit sometimes. Some of the shots in the basement were pretty cool. Like, yeah. I thought the lighting in there was cool. I feel but... like that's intentional, though, because it's supposed to be a right. medieval castle. It just felt like a TV movie, pretty much, like, to Yeah, me. it was straight to video, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, a lot of those movies around that time were... Well, both of these that we're talking about are straight to video. You know, I do say, like, and I kind of, I'm saying this in kind of like a weird fuck you way, but, you know, it definitely carries you along the story, feeling like you, you know, it's not like you get at that feeling like you when you watch four and you hate yourself for even oh watching it. Oh my God, I was cursing you out. I know, she was mad. She Like, when I asked her about that, I was like, so did you check it out? She was like, yeah, why did I waste my fucking time? You know, like, got <laughs> in her mind. I was like, thanks for this garbage. <laughs> fuck. But, you know, it's still rather meh. You know, at the end, but you know, it was still interesting enough to carry me through, and it des definitely has that precursor '90s video sort yep. of straight to video sort of look about it, uh, where they were making movies on the cheap for the most part. Um, yeah, it's mostly a pass for me, unless you you just love you know that pre '90s feel, and you can kind of know what that feels like that '90s films, or if you're just looking for a new werewolf movie to check out and check it off your watch list you know it's not a horrible watch you can make it through to the end without you know sepuka but uh it's still better than part four i'll keep saying that over and over again but that has to mean something though right I yeah mean, <laughs> take it can't get any worse <laughs> <laughs> i gave it what was it two middle fingers yeah i think so yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's accurate the first one so what about you though what'd you think um Pretty similar thoughts to what you had, actually, which is funny. I thought it was a pretty decent flick considering the two prior franchise films. Right. They do attempt to do something original with the werewolf movie by kind of mixing slasher elements and a murder mystery plot. And I felt the same way of like the clue concept, just like not funny. Yeah. But I still would enjoy this more than clue because I. I didn't really like Clue. <laughs> well, it seems like on paper it was like a really good, but it just wasn't conceptually brought to light on yeah, film. Yeah, they didn't put enough time or effort or anything into it, it felt to very make that come to fruition. Patchy. Yeah. Um, the script has some engaging twists and turns, I thought, but ultimately it, it still ends up really predictable. Yeah. Um, the characters were not given nearly enough thought as they could have been, and they weren't really able to engage with the audience. Like, at all. Like, you don't really get a sense of anyone or anything that they do. You mean with each other? With us, like, being able to resonate with the characters. Like, I don't... Oh, you. their acting was so bad that you and just And their acting care. was just terrible, too. Well, I don't think... Some of them um, were good. The acting, for the most part, was bad. I thought Elizabeth Shea's character, Mary Lou, was, like, the fucking worst. Well, she, I think she was Holy intentionally... Balls. But, like, the... What? What's happening? Oh, no. Well, Why? she's supposed or to play whatever. that ditzy. Like, oh, so fucking stupid. It was yeah. annoying. Um, however, I thought the atmosphere was pretty damn cool because, you know, medieval castles. <laughs> pretty dope. My, my one question was, where the fuck are the werewolves? Where? Well, there was only one, technically. Every, like, death, for the most part, happens off fucking camera, and it's annoying, and 
then you get to see a werewolf basically like once, sort of. Right. The payoff was shit, and I don't approve. I don't appreciate it. You fucks. Yeah, it's not that bad. It's, I it's mean, not that bad, but it's annoying. I'm like, it's a fucking werewolf movie with like almost the complete absence of werewolves. I don't, I don't, I don't hate it, but it's just, it's I don't just hate it either. On the line, average if, or below. It's just middle of the line yeah. to me. It's just, it's there. It, it did a thing. Cool. <laughs> but, but that's it. <laughs> there, I mean, it's, 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 it's definitely just a check mark. I mean, some people do like this movie, and it, I mean, you have to admit, like I said, part four really some people like, part like four. you cannot do any worse than four. Oh and so far, like we'll it is, find out. <laughs> yeah, like it is so not aware of itself. When we do seven and eight, you know, I Lord, I kind of feel like this movie was trying to do the whole typical like glamorous vampire thing with werewolves a little That's bit exactly what it felt like to me right it, it was like vampiric but days of our werewolves accurate kind of yeah soap opery like the guy who was the photographer was decent at acting but i like david which one's david the no. one that like gets to the end with mary lou he oh. has like the fake ass like Oh no, he has an like kind of like an accent. He reminds me of some like famous actor that I can't put my finger on, but his mm. voice and stuff. I can't think of it. I can't put his picture, and I just watched it today. Yeah, but he's the one that they're trying to kill. Okay, he's the one they're they're trying well, to convince. Well, everybody's the trying to be killed. Yeah, but it's oh, the count. that's the camera guy. That's what is I'm that talking him? About. Is he yeah. a photographer? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck. See, I don't remember what the fuck they do. I didn't know that one chick was a doctor. Like, I'm like, who right. the fuck are these people? The whole end scene too. We won't get into that just yet, but that was pretty funny. Yeah, it's pretty typical. Oh yeah, that was the best acting she did too. <laughs> it was in that last like. 10 seconds. It seems like, for whatever reason in this franchise, guys, that either you take it ultra gory serious and go, like, full gore, but when they try to do the glamorous aspect of it, it just doesn't work. Yeah. Like, 4 and 5 are kind of in that glamorous sort of thing, whereas the other films are just, like, kind of, like, tongue-in-cheek weird and just, like, well, the first one's a little bit more serious tone, but... So some of the trivia that I have for this um, is, and I kind of touched on this a little bit earlier when it said it was interesting that they have Gary Brandner credited as like Brand. a writer, Brandner. Yeah. Um, it's because d- despite the fact that the film states based on the novels, The Howling 1, 2, and 3, written by Gary Brandner, the film is no way based on any of these books and is a sequel to the earlier Howling films in name only. Right. So that's why I found it interesting that he's credited as being a writer on this because this isn't his work well and he was closely involved with uh i think it was like the third and the second one i think so yeah Yeah. we talked about that when we did one and two the original cinematographer for this movie was actually let go by the end of the first day of shooting (laughs) oh wow as he spoke virtually no english um and so he couldn't work effectively with sunstrom um they ended up hiring arledge armanaki who took over the role despite only having a limited grasp of English himself at the time, but he was able to communicate adequately enough with Sunstrom, which allowed the filming to proceed. So I'm like, so you went with a guy who couldn't speak any English to a guy that could kind of speak a little bit of English, and then it worked <laughs> out. I don't know. Um, at least teach him something, you know? Also, Cedric Sunstrom, who was the brother of Neil Sunstrom, was originally asked to direct this movie by Clive Turner. But he turned the offer down as he was already committed to working on another film. Um, but he did recommend his brother for the role. And uh, Neil took it took on this role hoping to have a more positive experience on, on a film that he had directed from the start. 
because he had taken over the directing of another movie in 1988, halfway through that film's production, which didn't turn out very great, I guess, right. <laughs> for him. So ultimately, however, he did constantly find himself butting heads with Turner throughout the film because, you know, he wasn't the dude's first choice and he probably didn't want to do things the way that Turner wanted to. And so they fought. Well, it um, seems like these movies seem to have a lot of that. If you yeah. notice, like a lot of like not working out, like right. people getting replaced. It like, seems like people are arguing. Creative offside, differences like, all the time. Yeah. yeah. Um. And yeah, that's pretty much all I had. Okay. On this. Well, I didn't have anything extra on that. It's a hard movie to find some stuff for. So what scene stood out to you? Um. Well, one of the first ones that kind of made me laugh a little bit, like, like while this movie wasn't like meant to be funny or anything like that, there was some funny stuff in it. And the Australian guy, the Aussie guy, was pretty funny. Like, I thought he was pretty charming and and uh, curt. Um, oh, the long hair. Yeah, he was kind of like the Looks you know like the regular surfer. Joe kind of you know calling it how it is kind of guy you know. Uh, but the professor, this other professor or whatever, is like he's like I'm gonna he's like says he's gonna go on a bit of an explore. <laughs> and, and the Australian guy's out there with the tennis dude, and he's like they're having a drink, talking about something or whatever. And the Aussie says, "I'll bet we'll have to gather a search party for him later to the other." <laughs> and of course, you know they laugh. And I'm like, oh my god, they're just <laughs> making a stupid movie joke in there, aren't they? Like, yeah. like this is gonna happen. So I don't know. And by the way, guys, this is spoiler category territory, whatever. So just you know, be aware that if you don't want this ruined, you're not gonna want to listen past this, and uh, you can fast forward to the next movie. Word. What um, about you? Do you have? A, <laughs> I a actually, <laughs> even though it was like a- annoyingly dramatic and kind of unnecessary and stupid i actually liked like, the opening scene for the movie i thought oh. it was kind of cool and it was i, I don't know, it was the, different the die, you, i was we died super confused but at the same time i was like oh this is, this is fun which part were you talking about when they when like they like what she do stab herself and stab him at the same time he or stabs something? her she says to kill him kill her yeah because he's like is the baby and she's like yes, yes. it's dead <laughs> i killed it and he's like oh god lord forgive us <laughs> we had no choice <laughs> and then she's like stab me kill me motherfucker <laughs> and then he stabs her in the stomach with this fucking comically large oh, yeah. sword dude That's fucking ridiculous. the handle literally was like four inches wide like i don't even know how a hand could fit dude, around it. it was crazy like you would drop it like you wouldn't be able to hold a goddamn thing yeah but anyway, he stabs her in the chest and then swings her around so her back's to his. Yeah, and that's what it was. Plunges the sword into Gah. him as well. And then he hears the cry of a babe. In the distance. In the distance. We all died in vain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but God. I didn't like it because it was genius. I just liked it because it was fucking ridiculous. Really <laughs> I was bad, laughing yeah. my ass off the entire time. I was like, shouldn't be laughing at this, but this is great. I imagine that's what it would have been like it's, on stage of Shakespeare. Is just, no, Shakespeare would have been so much But better. do you know what I mean? Like the overdramatic? Oh, yeah, because they have to. They have to overact in that type of situation. Sure, sure. that's like a play. Yeah, but... One of my scenes I get to mention is when Mary Lou, the ditzy chick, she's always like very straightforward because she doesn't she doesn't know manners because she's not very bright, I guess. And they kind of keep making that a point throughout the whole fucking movie. And her character is so annoying. And so it's so weird that she's like one of the main pieces in the whole fucking thing. Makes no goddamn sense. I guess it's like, I don't know, maybe maybe this is like a some sort of like weird Freudian thing where they're trying to say that, you know, the the dumb blonde isn't always as dumb as you think. 
Uh, no. Do you know what I mean? Do you know yeah, what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know what you're getting I, at. Because I have friends who are girls who have been very honest with me and were like, yeah, sometimes I like to play dumb because it gets me- Gets you what you want. What I want, yeah. And I'm like thinking to myself, because by the end of the movie, she's all like evilly looking into the camera. Anyway. Ugh. But anyway, she gets in the tub with the Mr. Tennis dude, and they're both nude. He's been trying to like bang the shit out of her <laughs> since the fucking movie started. And uh, she's like, I'm still not sure how I feel about this, as she's unrobing and getting into the hot tub in the fucking this castle. And he's like, no, it's, you know, it's a Japanese culture thing. They do it in Japan. And, and she's like, I don't know. You keep your hands to yourself, mister. And I'm like, what, this, what the fuck is this? Why is this even important? It's not. Yeah, it was like it's so. Just to show titties. Probably, yeah. I mean, then but. not a very, it's pretty common in this movie. It, titties are probably one of the biggest things in the Howling franchise. There's, yeah, there's there always is, titties. Literally titties in every fucking movie in any inglorious way that they could possibly. Yeah, there's a specially inglorious way in Pretty... the next one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they get freaky hey. in there. <laughs> yeah, they do. They the freaks. It's real weird. What about you? What about another scene? Um, I I liked when the... I can't remember her fucking... Like, who she was or what her, what her role was, but the chick that was kind of taking care of the stupid blonde girl oh the the, the rich actor the older actor yeah yeah so she after they lock up um the count because david is like trying to convince everybody that the count is the guy who's killing everyone right and the count's trying to say that david's the werewolf or whatever right and so like david locks up the count in these cells in the basement or whatever and she doesn't you know agree with it and so she goes down there and basically like lets him out and he locks her in to the cell and he's like, here, but I'm going to leave the key. Just leave in just, two hours. Just if I'm not back in two, you know, just wait for two hours before you open it. And if I'm not back in two hours, like best to you're safer to you. here. Yeah. He's basically saying she's safer, you know, there because a werewolf can't get to her or whatever. Right. And then fast forward about like five minutes <laughs> or so. All of a sudden, like she's she's impatient. She's impatient, and she's trying to open up the gate or open up the the lock. And then she drops the key, and she's trying to reach the key. And you see some shadow come along, and the viewer is like, "Obviously, it's fucking werewolf." Like, right. It's very clear that that's what's going to be. And she's like, "Oh, finally! <laughs> like I was getting worried, or whatever the fuck." She said, like, "Thank God, thank God, I didn't want to die." Yeah. Then you hear the violins. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, this like hairy fucking hand grabs her throat, and she's yeah. like, ah! and I'm like, yeah, stupid, but yeah, it is really stupid. Like you deserve it. <laughs> it's like like they were trying to like I don't know what if they're trying to be cheeky and just fun by saying like I didn't want to die. Ah, I died. How ironic. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's not ironic. It's no. just silly. It was just hella predictable, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, didn't see that one coming. Uh, yeah, just it made me laugh though, and I was like, ha ha. Stupid. Right. Should have stuck at the back of the fucking wall, you dumbass. Probably would have been safe. <laughs> the only other one that I can mention is the fucking the maid when she gets her head chopped off by Mary Lou. That was excellent. And then the and then she, some or wait yeah the, someone swings the fucking axe. She does. Yeah, and then he dives out of the way. The the photographer guy David, and then her head gets fucking chopped the fuck off, which is pretty cool. It was the best thing in the whole fucking movie. Um, But yeah, and then he gets, the butler gets spiked in. No, that's what it was. The butler comes to swing at David with the axe, and he moves out of the way because Mary Lou becomes behind him and stabs him in the chest with the the spike or whatever, and then chops off the maid's head. So Yes, no, crossbow. He gets shot with a crossbow. 
We got to mention that. Like, who had a crossbow? I knew, oh, where'd what you get fuck? it? Why don't you keep it? <laughs> the, the, the weird thing is, is that the, there was so, I think what it is, is that they tried to make too, there was too many characters for them to really kind of like play out this thing, but they wanted to up the kill count. Everybody's killing each other off. Like, I, I mean, I think the werewolf killed like three people and the rest, everybody killed each other. Yeah, well, you don't see them kill or half of them get killed. You just see their bodies. Yeah, that kind of was with disappointing their too. Out or whatever. And that's like, that's it. Yeah, it was like... You don't see the long hair surfer dude get killed. You kind of hit the hint at it. You don't see the doctor chick get killed. You don't see the... Surfer other, dude. Whatever. <laughs> the Playboy Rich. Playboy Rich guy? Yeah, is that his name? Yeah, that I dude. think so. And then there's the tennis guy. The tenant fucking tennis guy. He was so annoying. Yeah. Uh, well, everybody was, really. Yeah, they all were. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, the movie ends kind of stupid. And, you know, it's like up in the air whether she's going to shoot the Count or him or David. Because the Count's saying David's the werewolf and David's saying he's the werewolf and he's like don't shoot don't shoot and then of course the camera like goes to her and she fires <laughs> and it's like who, is, who it? is it yeah like oh god days of our lives yeah and these are the werewolves of our lives basically <laughs> <laughs> and she pans and looks at the camera of freaky diggy oh freaky diggy and they try to like incorporate her into the other movies yeah which and they kind of do in this one. It's David that comes up and she shot the count. Right. So it's David that comes up and he's like comforting her. And then um, she, we killed him. He's the werewolf is dead or whatever. And then the camera like zooms in on her face and she just smiles. Well, yeah. And they said in the movie too, they were like, typically in the written law, it says that the werewolf is, is it's usually the most innocent one. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, okay. I don't know. So it's a stupid girl. It's not uh, a great movie, but it isn't. A, it's not a bad sit. It's like, not terrible. It's it's like probably like a four and a half. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I give it a four. Yeah, maybe. Probably right. Yeah, it's it's just I I don't know. Just like you know, after seeing like four part four, I just I couldn't get it out of my head. Dude. I kept saying it. <laughs> Can only go up from there. Yeah. But there was another movie that we watched, obviously, which is Howling 6, The Freaks. And uh, that came out in 1991. Yeah, yeah. The story is a villainous carnival owner traps a young werewolf to include in his growing menagerie of inhuman exhibits. (laughs) (laughs) We're so full of ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Whatever. We'd suck our own dicks from now and then. What? <laughs> the fact that we're able to make fun of ourselves, Brittany, I think says a lot. <laughs> um, this was directed by Hope Perello. This is Hope's first feature film. Also directed a movie called Pet Shop about an alien couple that comes to Earth to open a pet shop to eat Earth's children. Nice. I know. I'm kind of curious about it. That's fucking it. cool. <laughs> I want to uh, watch it. Right? And plus, uh, they also did a kind of like a weird drama called St. Patrick's Day, which has nothing to do with any horror or weirdness. It's just straight weird, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, but Hope has also worked as a production assistant um, on a number of different films like Troll, Crawl Space, From Beyond, Dolls, and Eliminators. So they've been in production for a long time. So this is where they finally got the big break. You know, the big break to do the direction, and uh, I don't think it worked out too well because that's the the Straight last movie. Was <laughs> Saint Patrick's Day. Yeah. 
It was also written by Kevin Rock, his uh, first feature film, writing a feature film, that is. Uh, He was a writer on Roger Corman's The Fantastic Four that never actually got fully released, but there is some copy kind of circulating around that people have like reviewed and actually talked about it, but I think it's missing a lot of stuff. Uh, He also did Warlock, The Armageddon, Philadelphia Experiment 2, and a show called Perversions of Science. Uh, some of the makeup effects is done by Jason Barnett from Todd Masters Company. He worked on a movies like The Resurrected, which is a H.P. Lovecraft story. It's pretty good uh, special effects in there. The acting and stuff's kind of weird, but it's not a bad movie. Uh, Hellraiser Bloodline, The Relic, Men in Black 2 and 3, Silent Hill, Killjoy, Hellboy, Lady in the Water, and quite a few others. Planet of the Apes, one of the first ones. There's a lot of cool shit. From 2001, the one with Mark Wahlberg, I Mm -hmm. think, in it. Cast includes Brendan Hughes, who plays Ian. He's the main star in this movie. He was in movies like Return to Horror High, Outland, To Die For. He had a small part in American Werewolf in London and a couple of episodes of Torchwood. Uh, It also stars Michelle Matheson, who plays Lizzie Elizabeth. She's the preacher's daughter. She was in Kingpin, the comedy movie, the TV show Mr. Belvedere. She did a lot of episodes, like over 30, I think. And uh, Life Goes On with Corky. Remember that show? I like it. Do you remember that? You ever heard of that? Yeah. But is that all she really did? Oh, and she also did Revenge of the Nerds 3. Okay. I just tried to pick things that she did a lot of. Yeah, she looks so familiar to me. She did too, me for for me as well. She, was um, she wasn't really the greatest pretty. actor in this movie, but she was hot though. Oh yeah, I mean that's pretty much why they probably um, whatever. I was just hot. <laughs> she probably wanted to break out of that kid thing, you know. Yeah. Um, also stars Sean Sullivan, who plays Winston, who was part of the Buford Tannins gang in Back to the Future Three. By the way, he was also in Wayne's World as Phil, and he was in Class of 1999. Did you watch that with us? I don't think so. I'm Wait, sure. maybe yeah, I did. I think you yeah, did. Yeah, I think I did. But yeah, I just I, I don't remember where she who she was in that. She probably played one or he was in this and that. But I I just can't place him. Was that the one we did that horrible shot for? I don't remember. <laughs> how, do you know how many horrible shots like, we've done? Well, the one we mixed everything. We took all the ingredients of what they had on the table. No, that was the Marty shot. Oh God, the Marty party. Marty party. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, that was horrible. Uh, hey, we're creative here, guys. Don't mm. just don't give a shit, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, also stars Antonio Fargus, who plays Bellamy, the sort of geek guy, but he's more of like a. I think they tried to make him into a Haitian like oh the big tall black guy ritual guy, but he was also a a geek because he chews off the head of a fucking chicken. Yeah, uh, but he was in a ton of black exploitation films mm-hmm. like Shaft, Foxy Brown, Cleopatra Jones. I fucking love Foxy Brown. <laughs> he was in the original Starsky and Hutch, uh, Sam Raimi's Crime Wave, and a movie called The Borrower. He's also in a movie called Car Wash. Where oh my god, yeah, yeah, no, I, I haven't that seen ice, that. He played like a clinger but... sort of character. From Mash or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Also, it stars Bruce Payne, who he plays Harker. He was in movies like Full Eclipse, which we covered in our Rare Wolves episode. The Keep is a bodyguard. I remember pointing that out. Mm -hmm. He was also in Solar Babies, Necronomicon, Book of the Dead, Warlock 3, horrible movie, by the way, (laughs) Uh, Highlander, Endgame, Dungeons and Dragons, Rekill, and plenty more. Uh, also stars Jared Barclay, who plays Dewey the Preacher. He started his career back in the 50s in the westerns and such. 
Uh, he was in the TV show The Dukes, uh, Pole Position. He did voice acting in the Transformers TV show as Cerebros. Cerberos? Cerberos? I can't say it. Cerberos. Yeah. It's also, he was did voice acting in The Smurfs, Paddington Bear. And this, this movie was actually his second to last film as an actor. It says that he's still alive. He it just didn't, quit. Yeah, he just stopped. He did a movie after this one called Whore, which was kind of like a sort of an exploitation film on, on hookers. Sweet. So. That's a good one to retire on, I guess. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> His horror star is shining bright, that one. He was like a dead guy in the movie. So. Excellent. Um, that's how he killed his career. He, <laughs> he, he stopped after He that. left it in the trunk he of that car. And never, that yeah. car. <laughs> never to return again. Good uh, move, man. Good move. This movie was made on at about a $2 million budget. Um, what were your huh. thoughts on this, though? Well, I'm, I'm a sucker for anything freak show, circus right. related, so... Automatically, I was just like far more intrigued <laughs> with this right. movie and this franchise. Um, there's a lot of moving parts to this, too. You have a werewolf, you have a purple guy, purple creature, purple creature. We won't say what we're going to talk about later. You've got a preacher and this weird town and freaks, right? Which all of which are fake freaks. Well, no, there, there were some real ones. Yeah, I don't know if the actors are actually like real freaks or not but i don't know but it was still, i i enjoyed it a lot more than i thought i was going to like i was really like not looking forward to these movies at all um <laughs> considering coming off freshly off watching three and four hating you well josh joshua aaron who has been on the podcast numerous times he, and he's also uh he's a big supporter of us yes he bought is. these for us so we had to watch he's them. awesome and fuck you josh just by the way no, i'm kidding <laughs> Three and four or these two? He bought one through six. Fucking A. He was like, you need to watch these now. He's like, I can't wait for you to talk about it. <laughs> I was like, fuck. Yeah, this one. Um, so if that's, that's a way if you guys ever want uh, to make us watch something. <laughs> yeah, buy it for us. Yeah. We will definitely watch it. Because I'll feel guilty otherwise, you know. I won't. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Some of this has like been really Josh, good, though. though. Fine. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I like the first one for this franchise, obviously, and then I like this one. That one, the first one gave a lot of people nightmares because of the transformation. But the first one's awesome. That transformation, you cannot fuck with it. It is so dope. It's not even, a, and, and the entire rest of the franchise is not even a mayor shadow. No, of nowhere that. near it. <laughs> yeah. Nowhere near it, except for the in the fourth one. That was so weird and cool. Yeah, but that's, yeah. But it, I don't even know if you can count that as like a transformation. Well, the guy who like did a, it was like really, he's really talented. He's been in a lot of movies, so it's weird that he was even attached to this. They were like, we need to have like a really good scene in this because this movie sucks. Yeah. So they were like, let's <laughs> hire him to do something really extravagant. We're only going to pay for one thing. Mm -hmm. And then that was it. So. Yeah, well, good. You got your money's worth on that one thing. <laughs> um. But I enjoyed like the the acting's it's okay it's it's tolerable it's tolerable to me. I mean it's not great some of the characters um you actually get to know the characters I feel like better in this one than you do in five which is great you kind of kind of build more of a relationship with them and you're curious about what will happen to them 
you actually kind of care about it. Right. Um, you start to develop a relationship with some of the freaks and also just the townspeople. Um, the mayor was a ridiculously awesome character, I thought. He was a terrible actor, but he was fucking funny. I've seen him in other stuff before. Yeah, and I he just looks couldn't... so fucking familiar, and I couldn't put my finger on it either, but I'm like, maybe he's just like one of those guys that just well, looks like someone else. And, but... and the sad thing is, is that a lot of the characters didn't even have pictures, so like yeah. I was trying to remember everybody's name, and I'm like, fuck, what is that guy's mayor, mayor something? But yeah. yeah, they changed the name and the thing. I don't know. Anyway. This shit was fucking, he was so funny. Like, he was just so stupid, but hilarious. You know, all of these movies kind of have their own original take on werewolves. werewolves yeah. And, like, the, the entire story or, or origin right. story behind it. And, like, how they become what they are. And this one was very similar to Five in a lot of ways, but different. What do you mean? So, as far as, like, the whole family, like, complete oh. massacre thing. Like, I thought it was, like, were they trying to say that this is the fucking werewolf from that last movie what <laughs> but it's not because you know he, he talks about it a little bit later on is how he became what he is but it, it also involves a mass family fucking massacre and he's the only one left and right blah blah fucking blah i picture the franchise as a coffin that everyone keeps trying to carry <laughs> <laughs> and everyone keeps dropping it and the body keeps rolling out letting them know that the franchise is dead, dead. <laughs> and it should have been dead and buried long ago but they keep trying to drag it out and the body keeps rolling around but everybody's like oh i've got the formula yeah it's a de- literal definition of beating a dead horse but <laughs> they dragging just a continued coffin. to do it yeah. so it, it is what it is but this was my favorite of the later installments so far right of okay. this franchise so we'll see what seven and eight have to hold but i feel like those are gonna suck yeah, we're so. gonna have to put them in order of like our least to favorite okay well we both hate four well so. we don't need to do it now no i'm just saying like if that's gonna be yeah, easy that one, that, i didn't <laughs> mean to interrupt the, you though it's worth the time and effort no i was pretty much done like this is this one was cool it had its moments did i think it worked completely like the entire way through no but was it messy? Yes. <laughs> Did they try and throw too much in at one time? Yes. But the payoff ultimately was still kind of cool. So, Well, your first, like one of the things that I always do when I, when you first get introduced into a movie in the first few scenes, like the first scene, I'm like, what is going on here? Like, I know what they were trying to do, but it starts off right away with a 20 year old running with a teddy bear. I assume that the character was probably supposed to be 12 or 13. Yeah, but she's like an adult. Yeah, she was like 20-something years old, probably. And then she gets attacked by a shadowy creature. It's got some... uh, The movie's got a lot of, like, recognizable people. People that you would feel like you know or remember. You know, there's... uh, you know, a stranger walks into town with a teddy bear, so you know he's somehow involved, and you don't know how, but they, they unfold the story as it goes. And uh, one of the things I noticed also is, like, the sheriff comes up to him, and he's like, yeah, we don't like no long-term visitors around here. And I'm like, well... So weird. But there's a sign on the fucking window behind him that says that there's a freak show coming in, and that's cool? Yeah, it was there's so... A- there's some really weird shit that happens in this movie that we're going to be talking about, by the way. And the freak show, by the way, is, is says Harker's World of Wonders. You know, it's a freak show. But anyway, the freak show comes rolling into town, and that's when things kind of start to unravel a little bit more and more. Bruce Payne plays the ringleader of a freak wrangler, hell-bent on seducing the unfairly treated into his money ring, pretty much. Uh, But then you find that there's other nefarious reasons as to why he's doing it. Uh, Plus, you know, he makes a pretty good devious 
Yeah, he's not bad. Actor, you know what I mean? He's he's grimy. You know, you always know something's up with him because he's got something going on. Can't be trusted. I don't even think he's ever played like a regular role. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think he's just typecast as a fucking, you know. Slime ball. Like a devious somebody. I don't know about typecast, a but you know what I mean. somebody. <laughs> But, uh, you know, and it makes sense, too, because, you know, they, they have a werewolf freak show. Makes sense. Nobody would bat an eye at that. So, but is the werewolf a part of the show? Hmm. <laughs> the plot thickens. But there is a, you know, it's a pretty decent werewolf in this. You know, it's got a transformation scene in it, which isn't horrible. <sighs> it's better than fucking what we've seen so far. And, like, I mean, they haven't had a fucking good transformation scene since the first one. So, I mean, it was nice that they actually wanted to try to make a scene somewhat close to it, even though it's not anywhere near the first one. But it's got kind of like a weird freak show kind of wolf. He looks so stupid. He doesn't look like like the typical full-on werewolf. You know what I mean? Like. Looks like a person with a hairy face and wolf legs. Right. Well, but very like fond wolf legs. Weird. Very much like a freak show would be. Right. So I think that they were trying to kind of like cater to that. Which makes sense, but still he looked goofy. It, it was a little. It wasn't scary, he looked goofy. Much more gore in this film, though. A mm-hmm. lot more gore in this, which I enjoyed. I think, you know, it was a nice change of pace a little bit since the last time we saw pretty much any gore was part. Well, we had that moment in four. How was it, though? And, and then, then the head chopping there off. was no blood hardly in three, and part two had some pretty awesome gore, actually. Um, but I, I think they did a, a pretty great job on the creature effects that they did in this movie. Yeah. I thought they were really good. I was like, actually, some of the practical effects and stuff that they were doing, the, the makeup, I should say, yeah. was really good. Like, it was believable. Like, they had, like, uh, one of the alligator boy, the amazing... Yeah, he was cool. He had, like, really cool makeup. It kind of reminded me of that movie called... F- the one that Alex Winter directed... Uh, Freaks or something it was called. Some- oh, yeah. Do you know what I'm talking? I can't think of it for From some reason. Way back? Yeah, it's the uh, comedy. It's like a Fre- comedy. Freaks. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it is called Freaks. Oh, I haven't seen that in forever. It's yeah. a good movie. It's actually not a bad movie. It's a silly movie, you know, but uh, some of the some of the effects in it weren't as car- comical like oh, that. Oh, no, no, no. The Freaks, is, that's 1932. Well, whatever. You guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But I, I definitely enjoyed the creatures in this film, and I thought the, the, the makeup that they did in this was much better than some of the other ones that we've seen. You know, as we already know, like, part three, I th- or part two had, like, issues with their wardrobe. They got the fucking Planet of the Apes shit. But, yeah. Um, that was so crazy. It's definitely not a perfect film, this one, but... You know, I have seen far worse in the series so far. So, you know, it, although it, it perhaps it's, you know, not the worst yet. Freaked. We don't know. Freaked. Thank you. Yes. But, uh, yeah. So, I don't know. It's it's a good film. I think it's notable in the franchise because it this this franchise has really gone on like a serious roller coaster of emotions. And like, literally, you've hit every single type of fan of werewolves in this so there's Mm -hmm. probably going to be someone that will like one or two films out of this whole franchise if they like them all then they just love werewolf films altogether which is fine yeah uh but i think like the the typical casual where or you know horror movie watcher will find one or two that they like out of this whole franchise and be like okay i don't really need to see the rest and i always hear that this one is always 
mentioned as one of the ones that they were like surprised by. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Yeah, I'm on. I'm in the same fucking freak boat. So well, I like two a lot. I thought that was two actually was okay. fun. I thought it was really fun, like yeah. in the blood diner kind of fun way. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but there is some trivia on this. This is the only Howling film between four and seven that Clive Turner was not involved in. So it is in no way involved with the books, obviously. And it was a new breed. You know, it was a new spin on it again. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Um, Mary Lou, who's in this movie also, she was from the previous sequel, but they don't really shine a light on her at all. Um, She has a brief non-speaking cameo as a circus audience member in the beginning of the film. So, but, you know, her quick appearance won't be referenced until the following sequel, apparently, called New Moon Rising. So, uh, Bruce Payne's character, Harker, was named after Jonathan Harker from Dracula's, Bram Stoker's Dracula, uh, his 1897 gothic horror novel. He was the one that journeyed out to Transylvania. That's the character's name. Neat. So, I didn't know that. Oh, that's cool. I'm not a big uh, vampire or werewolf fan. But I like gore, so whatever it is, it doesn't matter what it is, I'll get into it. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, that's pretty much it for fucking thing. I did make some noble efforts to try to find some stuff, but these movies are not some of the popular. We made strides. Right, like, you know, the other ones were a little bit easier to figure out, like... I like try to listen. I didn't. And these ones are tough. Like uh, I think uh, some of the ones I have, they didn't even have any commentary on it or anything. So otherwise, I would have listened to both of them and done that. But did you have any scenes that you really in, kind of stood out to you? So I like when we first get to go to the freak show, like when they have everything set up there. Okay, because that's like the coolest fucking freak show, by the way. Yeah, it's kind of like it's set old up school. really cool, and it, it's super old school, and then. But each each freak has their own little section, and also they have this sick fucking graveyard area. Yeah, that was really weird. It was so cool. It was and like a haunted house or something. Yeah, all of a it was like they were going through and looking at like these oddities and shit, which is awesome because I'm totally into that stuff, like two headed babies and two headed calves and all this like weird shit that they had on display. And then all of a sudden they go into this like graveyard area where there's all these bodies that are like trying to grab them and then this stupid grim reaper like on a chain like on a zip line that like comes after them which is really funny and stupid but (laughs) um and then they they go into this room where there's this like clown this weird creepy clown that's just like laughing come this way and oh yeah exit this way exit this way and then all of a sudden he closes all the doors and starts laughing and i was like yes and it's a dummy in place of him or something like that yeah Yeah. and and it was crazy. I, don't, I love that whole scene. It was just cool because I love that old timey freak show vibe and they captured it really, really well in this movie. So it was really, it was done nicely. Well, and, and I just thought it was cool, like visually. Yeah, no, they did a decent job on that. It's no, like, I like one of my favorite um, circus ones that I think of in this bracket in that 90s sort of vibe way is from uh, Warlock 2 where they go to the freak show and he puts the guy in a mirror on the reverse side and he thinks he tricks him and he's stuck in this like crazy fucked up world. But that whole area was pretty cool. It kind of reminds me of that a little bit. Well, I mentioned that I like the transformation scene a little bit. You know, it's not perfect, but you know, some of the nails popping off. I just want to brief- cool. briefly mention that. That makes me cringe. Oh, me too. I hate when I see nails pop off or I'm something. Always- <laughs> um, the ringleader, Mr. Harker shoots Ian. 
after his transformation scene. And by the way, guys, this is spoiler. I'm sorry, I should have given you a spoiler alert. He shoots Ian. Parker shoots Ian after his transformation scene. They, like, track him down, and they're like, he's like, we got a new freak, you know, he's a real one. Ah. And then they track him down, and then he's, like, normal, and then they shoot him. Like, when literally, he's Yeah, right outside the preacher's house where he's been staying and almost banging the daughter. But he's like a nice guy, you know, so he doesn't bang the daughter because one, they're in a church and two, he's a van or he's a fucking werewolf. <laughs> I keep saying that. I don't know why I do that. And, uh, it's one and the same. But Lizzie and her father come running out after he gets shot. Like, they're just curious. Like, and it makes no sense. Has someone just got shot? Yeah, they don't care. Yeah, they're like, what's going on out here? Oh, you shot our friend. Cool. Before they even know what's going on, it's like it's like this this whole situation is really long. Yeah, it was weird. It was really weird. But then Bruce uh, Payne's character, Harker, uses this weird crystal and starts shouting out things and force transforms the guy into like a partial werewolf or whatever, Ian or whatever. And then... I mean, if I heard a gunshot, though, I'd be like, I'd be curious, but I wouldn't be like out there like, I'm not going to run outside. Oh, did you shoot somebody? Yeah. Like, I'm not going to be like that. It just seemed really weird. It was weird. <laughs> it didn't make a lot of sense to me. What about, uh, do you have another scene that yeah, you want to? There's two death scenes that I like. They don't really show one of them, but they show the aftermath of it. Yes. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Um. So Fuller is the sheriff. So Sheriff Fuller, Um. he's kind of catching on to Harker. The sheriff? Yeah. Yeah. And so he's kind of catching on to Harker in a way, and um, Harker ultimately kills him. That's a whole fucking weird thing, though. It is a weird thing. Because, like, he sees a dude in a cage and doesn't do anything about it. Yeah. The main character, Ian. He tries to let him go, too. Right. Like, first of all, he's not on board that... that He doesn't even really know that the guy's a werewolf. He just says that he killed some animals. That's it. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean the guy needs to be in a fucking cage. Right. Because Harker kidnaps Ian and puts him in a cage to make him a new freak. Mm -hmm. And then the sheriff just walks in. He's like, hey, what's going on? So what's the situation here? Yeah. Super weird. (laughs) And then... But anyway, continue on. Eventually, Harker just ends up killing Sheriff Fuller. And right. then he's just missing. Like, they're trying to find where he is. And um, just like the banker chick, too. Right. She was missing, too. But, like, no one, they don't talk about that. They just touch on the fact that she didn't show up well, for they work talk they talk about the being closed, like the bank being closed. Yeah, that's, well, a guy, the guy's trying to leave town, but he can't because his money's in the bank. Yeah. And so now he's stuck there. And I'm like, no one's going to be like, where the fuck is this bitch at? <laughs> like, they just leave it alone. They don't talk about it. <laughs> Until they find her in a dumpster. Right. Like, after they find the dead sheriff. Well, I think it's actually... No, the sheriff finds the body in the oh, dumpster. Oh, that's how it... Yeah. And then she... That's what leads him that way. And then way. he gets chased. There it is. Yeah. I was, I was like, what the... F- how did we get here? How did <laughs> we get here? Anyway, yeah. Harker kills him. We find the body... And I don't remember if it's his dad or whoever it is that finds him yeah, because, in this room. Yeah, it's the Dewey, the preacher guy. Mm-hmm. They're, like, rallying to get ian yeah because they know that he's a werewolf yeah and he's an evil thing but they haven't blamed him for like killing people yet right so then they find sheriff fuller dead and he is just like ripped to fucking shreds and it looks so cool yeah his neck is like hanging open and his body's slumped over and he's yeah. got like claws like he's all fucked up right and it looks cool and they only put him on for like a split second and i was like oh that's cool though stay yeah. on that like i paused it because i was like that is so neat and then it was sad, too, because the dude that finds him, who I'm assuming is, like, related, is, like, crying. And I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> that's shitty. And then all of a sudden, they're like, he needs to die. And then they go right. and try and find him. 
and blame him for all the murders and shit. So there's yeah. that. But yeah, that scene was cool. That was that was a good gore scene in this movie. I pretty much like my other the only other favorite scene is kind of like just when Harker because spoiler alert guys, he's a vampire. And not just any vampire, a fucking purple one. Oh yeah, he's super purple. Right. And I'm thinking to myself, like, what? Like, it's kind of weird, but it also kind of works. Like, it's, yeah, it's it. It yeah. reminds me of uh, the Gate Two. Have you ever seen? Oh, you haven't seen it. Uh. Yeah, I don't think you have because it's hard to get, and I and uh, a lot of people haven't seen it. They didn't even know there was a sequel for it, but they do some weird creature effects in there that kind of reminded me of this creature. So, but Harker. Basically, before he he goes on his rampage, Dewey figures out that he's like the one that's killing people. And Harker's like, so fucking what? And chucks him into a wall. And he's like, I'll come back for you later. (laughs) And then they go. uh, He walks out and they're like, so is Dewey coming? And he's like, no, he said uh, he said I might be able to help. So (laughs) So they're going after Ian now to get him because he's escaped. And because the girl, the daughter of the preacher is like trying to save him because they're out to kill him and as they tell him that they're coming and they get out they like start to point their guns at him and and nobody shoots him because he's not a werewolf he's a man he's a man and so they're like i can't shoot a man and then fucking harker gets pissed and he's like i'm fucking sick of this oh that's when he flips the and truck. he flips the fucking truck yeah <laughs> and then that's it's right. like harker madness like where he just turns into the purple fucking fang demon fucking vampire fucking <laughs> just wrecking doors and shit it's kind of fun you know he gets all aggro it was kind of cool <laughs> just because he's purple right <laughs> like he's this fucking ridiculous purple ass 80s barney vampire it's like, kind of oh silly God. but it kind of works too like it does. I, I like it because it's the freak show you know what i mean it totally works like it did work and it shouldn't have worked but it did it's like, uh, and then, you know, of course, there's a, a werewolf fucking vampire showdown, oh, yeah. you know, fight, which is pretty underwhelming, by oh, the way. Terrible. <laughs> but it is, you know, probably one of the first, uh, well, I mean, you know, we could go back to really old times, but it just kind of gave me the weird vibe of like something like Underworld masturbated to before it made its movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm not putting down Underworld. It's not my thing, but you know what I mean? It's better than these. <laughs> um... It kind of makes me wonder how they did some of the what they did there because there was like this whole melting scene with him. That scene was so cool. I don't want to explain how it happens, but there's a melting scene in this and it kind of looks like sand. It does. It's so cool. Like I how love, they had it flat open. I was open trying to figure shit. it out too. And I it's wonder, obviously all time lapsed. Like, I wonder if it was heat and styrofoam. That's what I was thinking when I was looking at it. and But that's some serious fucking sculpting magic. Well, the the head's all bobbing about and shit. You know, maybe that's yeah. how they did it it's, is like to use extreme heat blowers. It's definitely like a time-lapsed version of it, but I feel like they were probably using some type of like a heat blowing or some wind. Yeah, with different colored motion. layers of fucking styrofoam or something. Yeah, it was so fucking They were cool, like, though. fuck the earth! And they or were like, like blowing on it. Melt- multiple elements between. It was kind of cool, yeah. I did have one other scene prior to that, though. Oh, okay, go of ahead. Of how we find out that Harker's a vampire. Oh, what? Which, when the mayor goes to go talk to Harker in his trailer, and he comes in, and he just see Like, he can't find him in the trailer anywhere, and then he just sees dirt and, like, some earthworms, like, on the corner of this, like, bench seat, right? And 
he's like, what the fuck? And just kind of sits down. And then, like, all of a sudden, Harker just, like, pops up out of the side of the fucking bench and then just, like, bites into his fucking stomach. Right, yeah. And then somehow launches him up out of, like, the moonroof or whatever of this trailer. Yeah. And then he, like, flops to the side. And he's like, ah! And then he just drags him in. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> the fuck just happened? And then I was like, oh, the motherfucker's a vampire. Yeah. All right. Like, I kind of had a feeling. Which but... also explains some of the persuasion that he has over exactly, the freaks. Exactly, like, glamour. Yeah, like yeah. I mean, it, you, at first you think, oh, he's just really good at talking no, and like making claimer. these freaks feel at home, and they come to their own realization. But they they do stare at him a lot, so I think they were trying to convey that. Yeah. So for sure, I forgot that he was a vampire. I just remember he turned into a Purple. creature. Yeah. While it's silly and it's not like you know, it's no, a, it's like above average. Is definitely above number five. Um, the rebirth. Fi- yeah, and their fight scene is so pathetic. It, there is a lot of really bad parts in it that just don't make sense or work or whatever. But I think they made a a decent effort at it. And for its schlockiness, it's actually not horrible to watch. It's a it's a definitely not. It's a nice speed bump in the road of yeah. You know what I mean in the in the in the whole chain of franchise, I guess. Yep. So, but if you guys, I mean, have you seen it? What do you guys think of both of these movies? I would assume that your pick is this one. Yeah. It's mine too. Yeah, I give this one like a five and a half, probably. Yeah, it's probably around that. You know, it's like, it, it kind of reminds me of stuff I would watch on Cinemax on like, yeah. you know, late night when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it would pop on and be like, oh, yeah, this is cool. It's not groundbreaking fucking cinema by any means, but it's cool. It does some cool things. It's got some cool elements. It mixes it all up. Keeps you interested. Yeah. It's definitely a more noble effort than than the previous two. Yeah. So, but uh, what do you guys think? Do you like them? Do you want us to continue on with this franchise? Because we got two left. Oh, tell us no. Uh, And I got to go pick those up, too, or try to figure out a way to get them. Tell us no. Yeah, say no. Don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just wonder it's like it's sad too because we did this franchise I'm almost like worn out of werewolves and I oh, you know what I mean I'm always worn out of werewolves I've just never been a fan I don't you know what have you seen dog soldiers though because that's no a really you know what I one. haven't seen that one that's so a good we can one. do that no oh, we already did oh. we did that early on that's right when we well, used then I'll to just do watch it by the way guys we used to do like five six movies in an episode because yeah. I was like fucking crazy so like half the shit I suggest Alex is like you already did it I'm like I fucking hate you right yeah <laughs> like so I'm like you pick the movies <laughs> I, it's hard for me to remember now I'm getting like lost and we didn't have a website when we first started either so I have to rely on notes which are shaky at best. <laughs> So, I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> but, guys, if you enjoyed this episode, please make sure you let a friend know about the episode and, and what we do here. Whether it's for the podcast, for the stream, for the videos on YouTube that we do. Like, we're going to try to amp it up a little bit more. I'm trying to 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 spend more time on getting more content for you guys. I'm also in, in, in talks and working with other people to try to get new guests on, uh, get other people on other podcasts on. So we're going to have kind of an array of different things here. So um, yeah, so definitely look forward to that in the future. But let, it, let everybody know if you are interested in what we do. We greatly appreciate you guys listening. And uh, we will be here next week for a brand new episode. And as always, stay weird, monsters. Tune